Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm really excited to welcome a fellow podcaster. You do have a podcast, right? I guess I should have asked that. Yep, I have two. (laughs) Okay. Like, Based on what your business is, I just figured. Right. <laughs> anyway, this is Brittany Felix, and she's the founder of Podcasting for Coaches. So thanks for joining me. I am super, super excited. I have never been on a podcast where I've been invited to drink at the same time. So this is awesome. I know. Yeah, I figured like, what the hell, you know, um, join like two things that I love, like talking about business and champagne and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes for a super fun vibe. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yay. Um, so yeah, so you obviously got your wine and mm-hmm. sipping on it. What do you think so far? Surprisingly, I actually like it. I don't typically like anything that's like pretty dry. Mm. Um, and so when I saw that it was brew, which I'm not even sure that I'm saying that correctly. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I would like it, but actually it's really good. Hey, okay. I'm glad. I know. I thought of that the other day. Um, cause I had like quite a few Southern girls on and I'm like, I wonder if they even like the dry stuff. Cause usually they, they kind of tend to like sweep, like at least oh, my mother-in-law yeah. does cause she's from <laughs> Louisiana. Um, so I should put that on like the questionnaire. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That maybe. Yeah. I, I lived in Arkansas for three years and oh my Lord, those people, their sweet tea is basically just pure sugar, but I it's know. so good. <laughs> I know. See, I never got on board with it. So I've lived in Louisiana for a long time. I'm, well, I'm I say I'm from there, but I was actually born in Washington, but lived tons, like most of my life there, but mm-hmm. I never got on board with the sweet tea. I just couldn't do it. I don't know. Since I don't live there anymore, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to find it. When I did live there, I used to have to dilute it and do like half and half. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have to build up a tolerance to it. Yeah, totally. Well, cool. Well, yeah, I'm glad you got that. Um, I am drinking like this limited edition. I'm going to post a picture to my stories in a little bit, but it's like a can like a can of champagne, but it's called, uh-huh. it's unicorn. It has a unicorn on it. What? And it's like the funnest can. I completely bought it just because of, <laughs> it had a unicorn on it. <laughs> so I'll post that in my stories, but it's really good. It's a rosé um, from like a Washington winery. So kind of local, regional at least. Yeah. So, yay. yeah, that's really good. And I am totally with you. I literally bought a protein shake last week just because the bottle was mint green and that's my favorite color. Yes, I know. Yeah, these people <laughs> know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, awesome. Um, so yeah, tell us all about you, you know, like what your business is, how you got into it, you know, like why did you start it? All that. Yeah. So I am a podcast launch consultant and an editor and I got into it because I wanted to start my own podcast. So a little over four years ago, I was stuck in a corporate job, absolutely miserable, literally would wish that I would get into a car accident like as I was driving to work just so I wouldn't have to go into the office that day. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really bad. Um, and it the crazy thing was is it was actually a pretty good job. It was one of the best jobs I've ever had, but it just was so opposite to who I am at my core mm-hmm. that it just made me miserable all the time even outside of work. And I was constantly looking for a way out of corporate And I listened to my very first podcast, which no longer exists, as I'm sure you know, most podcasts end up pod fading, but that one did after only a few episodes, but I caught it just in time. (laughs) 
And I loved, loved, loved the content. The audio quality was absolutely awful. Um, And if I didn't love this person so much, like she was an influencer who I really, really, really resonated with. And I loved the information she was sharing. I wouldn't have stuck with it. But in my mind, I was kind of like, well, you know what? I, I bet I could probably make one and sound it and have it sound like maybe a little better than this. <laughs> maybe it kind of came from a place of arrogance, but it was like, a, oh, if this is resonating with me, I bet I could do this too. And so I just looked into it. And two months later, I was starting the launch for my own podcast. And I ended up falling into what I do now after many, many, many failed attempts to get out of corporate. I knew someone in the mastermind group that I was in to launch our shows. We worked on it together. She needed someone to help her. She loved the quality of my show. And I was like, hey, why don't, why don't I just help you with this? And that literally snowballed into editing for other people, then consulting on how to launch podcasts. And I've been doing it now for four years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Corporate's great, I guess, if you like it, but yeah, it totally is, is awesome for some people who need that stability and security. My husband's still in corporate. He doesn't really have a desire to do his own thing, but I mean, there are just different types of people in the world and it, it went against every fiber of my being. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, and what are the names of your podcasts? So the two that I have now are podcasting for coaches. Um, and then the other one is completely unrelated. It's a hobby podcast with one of my best friends and it's called gruesome gossip. And we share like true crime, creepy pastas, like morbid stories. So polar opposites. Oh, awesome. I have a few friends that like love those kinds. So I'm going to have to like, just give the name to them because they love yeah, that. That'd be great. Yay. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so how do you, like, do you have any tips on like how you balance, you know, work in life? I mean, editing, you know, helping people launch all that kind of stuff. Um, any tips? So I struggle with balance as I'm sure <laughs> probably everyone listening to this does Yes, because I can't shut my brain off from work. Um, because I mean, this is, this is what I do. It's part of who I am. And so and I love my clients. I absolutely adore every single one of them. I have worked very hard over the past few years to weed out anyone who I didn't absolutely adore working with and like adore as a human being. Um, and so like, I don't like to leave them hanging. So even, I I mean, I work seven days a week. It may only be like just checking my email and responding here and there, but it's so rare for me to just like take a full day off of work. Um, it actually gives me anxiety when I'm not working. (laughs) So like, maybe I need to look into that. (laughs) No, I totally am right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, what if somebody has a problem or a question? Like, I just, let me just go in here real quick and check it. Um, But I do tend to hold pretty strict boundaries with like, I don't let any of my clients um, have my actual cell phone number. Um, So like no texting, no calls. Um, And then I I also try not to be like actual Facebook friends with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, like we were friends before we started working together. So that's a little bit different. And then because my husband does work a corporate job, I generally only get to see him, you know, for a few hours in the evening. And like, that is our time. Mm -hmm. Um, so the computer goes away, the phone mostly stays put down and, you know, we have dinner, watch some Netflix and just kind of have our little time together. And then he goes to bed and I get back to work. So I do have some of those boundaries in place. Yes. Okay. I'm glad I'm not like the only one. Like, cause I know my husband's like, why are you looking at your phone? I'm like, well, cause I need to check it. And he's like, why? It's Sunday. And I'm like, uh, that, that doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I know. Right. I know. Or like, sometimes I'll get up like early on a Saturday and then like my son will come out and he's like, it's Saturday, mom. Why are you working? I'm like, cause I can't really explain why I just want to. Yep. Yep. 
well, yeah, I'm not alone. <laughs> um, well, cool. Like, well, with that, like, do you have any like apps that you use all the time or automation or anything like that that help? Oh goodness. I am a tools queen. <laughs> um, I would go insane without all of my tools. So if you want, I can literally just like blast through the main ones that I use and like really quickly what I use them for. Sure. Um, so one that I absolutely love is called Airtable. It's free. Do you know it? I have not used it, but it has been recommended many times on this podcast. So I feel like I should get my shit together and actually try it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love it. And I use it for seriously everything. Like every single one of my podcasts that I work on. So every single client, we all have like a spreadsheet to keep track of the workflow for everything to like know what's been done, what information we need, all of those things. You can actually attach like pictures and documents to it. Um, audio files even. And so I, I use that to like plan out content and all of those things, but I also use it to keep track of my weekly tasks. Like Cause with my editing clients, we have, you know, we have shows that we work on every single week. And mm-hmm. so like, I just have the spreadsheet to just help me keep track of what I'm going to work on and what day and like how long the episodes are. But then I also use it for like my personal life. I use it to organize travel when I'm like planning that. And then I use it to keep track of my income and expenses, which I know that there are better programs for that, but this just is easy and works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my workout log. Like I literally use this thing for everything. Um, awesome. and it's free. Like I've been using it for four plus years and I've not had to pay for an account like anything yet. Um, That's amazing. and then, yeah. And then I also use Dropbox with every single one of my clients that makes it so incredibly easy to share files back and forth. With my launch clients, I use Asana, Mm -hmm. which is an online task management, like project management program. It's great for like large scale, like one-off projects so that you can break things down by tasks. It's not my favorite for like ongoing repetitive tasks, Mm -hmm. um, which is what I have Airtable for. And then, oh gosh, like I feel like there are just so, so, so many other things that I use. Like I have a a screen share, like video recorder. Um, of course I have all my audio programs and you know, the, I use later to schedule Instagram posts. Um, yes, I love later. Yes. Yes. Oh, and Um, headliner. I use that one too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so use headliner for audiograms. Like there are just so many amazing tools out there right now for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like anything that you need help with are like to cut corner, not cut corners, but like make it quicker somehow. Like there is an app or a program for that. Yeah. I actually, another one I use is a better proposals. I use that to create my um, proposals for my new, like high level clients, Um, actually even my editing clients as well, but I have templates in there for basically each type of service that I offer. So I just go in and like update a few little information, update the dates for when it's going to expire. And it's also acts as my service agreement. So it's like all done. I created it once and it's, I just send it out each time. It's amazing. Yeah. I've never even heard of that one. That one's awesome. I'm going to have yeah. to check that out. Yay. Um, so I, a question came up when you were saying it. So I'm curious, do you like batch, like schedule, like, I mean, do you batch do your podcast or you do them like weekly or like, how do you like, what's your favorite way to do that? So ideally you do want to batch things if you can. Um, it's a little bit difficult in times like this right now, if you're going to like reference what's going on in your life, because obviously if you had batch recorded like three or four months of content right before this all happened and your content isn't addressing what's going on in the world, your audience might feel a little bit alienated, especially if the content like isn't relevant anymore. Um, but generally speaking, batching tasks is a really good idea. That said, I'm a huge procrastinator (laughs) with my own (laughs) stuff. Uh, My clients work all comes first and then like my stuff's an afterthought. So Mm -hmm. I'm generally like recording and editing my podcast at like two in the morning when it's supposed to go live at four. So (laughs) (laughs) 
I know it is like the what's the saying like the cobbler's son goes with no shoes or whatever like yeah. it's the same thing like for the longest time my marketing was like on the back burner for me because I did everything else before and then it was like I don't feel like doing it for me anymore <laughs> you <Yep>. know <laughs> so yeah I totally get it I know I I don't know I do weekly just because it works for me because I like edit and do everything. And so it just, I'm always curious to know if like people do it ongoing or batching, but batching seems to be like the very popular opinion, which I would love to do that, but I don't yeah, know. Patching, I, and I, there was a period of time where I actually was really good with it, where I would basically sit down and record a whole month's worth of content at one time. Um, and then I would like edit them all at the same time. Now, granted, my episodes are anywhere from like six to 20 minutes usually. Okay. So that's a lot easier to do. And at the time they were all solo episodes, um, which since then I started introducing like every other episode was a guest. Um, and so like those things compound and just make it a little bit more difficult to do that. But even just batch recording different segments of the process and not necessarily whole episodes. So like doing all your recordings in one day Mm -hmm. and then like, you know, batching and editing them all right through and then doing the show notes for them all and then doing social media for them all. Um, So just batching different sections of the process can be really helpful. Awesome. Yay. Um, So do you have any like, this also is not on the the questions. (laughs) (laughs) Like what would your number one tip be for like somebody that wanted to start like a podcast? So I'm probably going to go against the grain here and every other person in the world will probably tell you just start. And I'm going (laughs) to tell you, think about it first. Yes. (laughs) Um, Because I mostly deal with people who are podcasting as part of their business. So I work almost exclusively with coaches and consultants who have a podcast, you know, as a tool for their business. Mm -hmm. And when you're going about it that way, like when it's a marketing tool for your business, you can't like just necessarily start and figure things out as you go and have it be kind of this disaster in the beginning, because that's a representation of your business and you and your work. Um, now I'm not saying it has to be like super high quality NPR level, but there Mm -hmm. are some basic things you want to make sure you get done first. And so the very first step of the process that I go through when I work with anybody is to get them to lay the proper foundation of the show, which consists of three elements, which is you as the host and the person who has to maintain the show, your objective for the show. So what you hope to accomplish with it and then who your audience is going to be and what's going to work for them. Mm -hmm. So I make sure that they really, really, really get super clear on all three of those things because having that foundation will then dictate every other decision you make for the show, including like what day you release on, how often you release, how long the episodes are, interview versus solo. Um, all of those things can come back to doing what's best for that foundation. I, I love it. I totally agree. Um, I kind of jumped into mine. Actually, well, I sat on it for like two years and then yeah. I jumped in without <laughs> actually like doing any research. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a huge learning curve for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love what you said about foundation. Cause I feel like that's the same with like marketing too. Like I've talked to a lot of business owners and I'm like, well, what's your foundation? Like, what are your goals? Who are you trying to like reach? Right. Like, what's the, you know, all of those things. And they're like, yeah. Cause you don't want to pour a ton of money into like graphics and copy and, you know, scheduling all of these posts and like doing all these marketing campaigns and find out you're actually like talking to the wrong person. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Uh, which kind of leads into like my next question. Um, so what is like your, you know, most favorite or effective way to market your business? So for my business, it actually is my podcast, um, which shocker, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so like that, that is a tool for my business. However, it doesn't necessarily bring in new people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so different podcasts work differently. My objective isn't necessarily to like grow my audience with the podcast. It's to um, get cold leads and turn them into like super, super, super warm ones. Um, so I use the podcast like once I have that first initial touch point with them, um, then like either they're referred to me or I connect with them on social media or some other way. We have that initial conversation, but then they check out the podcast and that's really where I do my actual marketing. So like, that's where they learn about my services. That's where they learn about, um, me as a person, my personality, whether or not they want to work with me, um, how I normally go about doing these things, my expertise and skill level, all of those things they learn in the podcast itself. Um, so in general, how I get, you know, like new people coming to the show is like I just said, referrals from existing clients or other people who know me. Um, and then honestly, it's kind of like grassroots hit the ground running. I am super active in communities where my ideal audience is, Mm -hmm. um, and providing just a ton, a ton, a ton of free value. And then if I have a resource for them in the podcast, you know, I'll give them the link. Um, so I am starting to get into Instagram more and more and more. Um, I'm focusing on that, but I am by no means like skilled or experienced enough with it to like know what I'm actually doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that's where I'm going to take my marketing for sure is focusing more on Instagram. But for right now it's been the podcast and just grassroots. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I was looking at your Pinterest and, um, like I saw your link tree. I looked on it. It looks like you have quite a few like freebies. I I think I saw like two, maybe three. So can people head there to get some free stuff and like learn more about working with you and everything? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Linktree has everything, including like a link to the podcast and there is like a free podcast quick start guide there, which, I mean, I have 80 episodes of my podcast out right now. And the thing that I've done with my podcast is I literally walked through the entire process of launching a podcast. I broke it down, um, in each episode. So like technically you can listen to that podcast and then launch a show and not ever have to pay anybody a dime. Um, if you have the time to sit and listen to a bunch of podcast episodes. Um, but the quick start guide that I have in the link tree on my Instagram is an overview, like a PDF of every single step of the process with a reference to which episode corresponds with that step. Nice. That's awesome. I love that. Um, do you use Pinterest at all for like for your, with your podcast? I have it linked on later, <laughs> um, but it's one of those things. I I truly think that the power is there. I have zero doubts that Pinterest can be a great like lead generation tool and like you know driving traffic to a website tool. I just don't know anything more than like going on there and finding recipes, right? I don't um, <laughs> and like pretty hairdos and stuff. Exactly. Oh yeah, totally. My my current hair inspiration came from Pinterest. <laughs> um, so I, it is on my radar. I just want to get a better handle on Instagram and then I'm going to yeah. tackle Pinterest. Sweet. Yeah. I think that'd be great for you, but yeah, totally. Like, I think it's a great idea to like master one or like feel really confident right. in it and then move to another one for sure. Yeah. Um, yay. So what do you do to help your business grow? Like, like how do you get out of your comfort zone and like, do you have examples of it? I do actually. <laughs> so I've never really been someone who's afraid to like get out there and talk on a podcast, but prior to last year, I had never really done any public speaking. Um, and what really helps me grow honestly is my business coach because she is really great at just like cutting through the crap (laughs) and telling me like, you just need to get over yourself and get out of your own way and go do this thing right now. And she's like, I want you to tell me tomorrow that you have gone and done this thing. Um, and so it's great to have somebody who can hold you accountable. And because of working with her, 
I actually applied to submit at a few of like the major podcasting conferences um, and I was accepted. And so I last year was on a couple of panels um, at some major conferences. I even gave a um, a talk at two of them, like solo talks. So I definitely got out of my comfort zone last year by, by doing these like um, public talks for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Was it terrifying? Like, I hate public speaking. Like, I hate it. Like, it makes me anxious, like, just thinking about it right now. <laughs> right. I don't necessarily have a fear of it. I'm generally pretty okay. It's more I'm afraid of, like, what's going to go wrong in the talk mm-hmm. um, and, like, whether or not I can adapt and overcome. And some things did go wrong <laughs> in, <laughs> in one of my presentations where it was just me. I was not on a panel. It was just me. And it was... Uh, probably one of the largest groups I had. It was the first time I'd had like a full like fledged PowerPoint presentation with all these like fancy, you know, graphics and videos that played audio and the tech totally screwed up during it. And of course my like audio person who was supposed to be in the room wasn't when that happened. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just tell you what these people say in this video (laughs) because you can't hear any of the audio. (laughs) Um, And so And one of the compliments I got actually after that was like, I am so impressed with how you handled that. Like you just kept going and you actually knew what it said. So it actually ended up being kind of like a a highlight, um, you know, in a positive way rather than like this total screw up that made me look like I didn't know what I was doing. So that actually helped me have a little bit more confidence that I can handle whatever else happens next time. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's good that, you know, sometimes the bad seems like horrible and then it actually turns out for good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was just like, this is only the second time I'd ever given a presentation by myself. Right. Like, well, I guess I'll just get it out of the way in the, in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I know. Like I did a, um, like a little workshop for our local chamber. And I mean, again, this was like 25 people, but it was enough to make me like super anxious. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I had a bunch of like social media, like, um, stats that, cause it was on Instagram and I had somebody raise their hand. They're like, where are you getting these stats? And I had pulled them from like, you know, like the Content Marketing Institute report, like HubSpot's like yearly report, right. but I forgot to put it on because like I forgot like my high school teacher being like, you have <laughs> you to gotta, cite your resources. Cite your resources. <laughs> yes. I was like, I drew a blank and it was just, and everybody's like looking at me and I'm like, oh my God, did they think I'm like making this up? Like, <laughs> But funny enough, after like, after the whole workshop, he came up and he ended up becoming a client. Like it was oh, him. That, I know. Like, <laughs> But it like, I was so flustered, but like I managed yeah. to like, I don't know, what do you do? You just keep going. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to, I mean, you could, you could absolutely freeze up, but it, I mean, yeah, if you just, if you just keep going, yeah, it, it'll like, be over eventually. So <laughs> I like, I am so like, um, Irish, like my Irish, like I have an Irish heritage. And so like I'm pale. And so I turned, I know I turned oh, the color yeah. of a tomato. Like I just know it, but <laughs> oh well. <laughs> It, ha- so, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any advice for like other business owners to break out of their comfort zones? Like what would you tell someone, you know, to just go for it, I guess? Yeah. I think honestly, if you just start small, just don't go, if you're really, really, really scared of public speaking, like don't apply to speak at the biggest conference in your industry. Right. <laughs> um, and the thing about a comfort zone is like, it's not this like hard set line where you're either in your comfort zone or you're out of it. It's a boundary that you can constantly stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you just start small, then you'll find that you get comfortable with that and then you can go a little bit bigger and then that will start to become comfortable and then you can extend it a little bit more and a little bit more. So 
again, like if that is something that you want to do, like for example, public speaking, but you're really scared of it, then honestly, a podcast is a great way to start because you are speaking, but there's not like actual eyes staring back at you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you'll get some good feedback and then that will encourage you maybe to go do something locally, have a little workshop, you know, 10 people, five people, whatever you're comfortable with, and then just keep expanding. Um, and that, that whole like incremental baby steps and just expanding that band of what, what is your comfort zone, um, can apply to literally everything in your business. So if you're not ready to like fully quit your job and like go all in onto a business, then, you know, just start by doing like one little new thing this week where, you know, you think that it might bring you income. Like just start talking to other people about their business. If that's all you're comfortable with, do that. And then you'll find that the more you talk about it, the more comfortable you are, and then maybe take a course on it and then you'll get comfortable with that. So those baby steps are really, really important. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It makes total sense. Um, and I just, I've recently read the book called Atomic Habits. Have you ever read that? I haven't. I haven't even heard of that one. Oh, it's good. It's great. And it just made me think of, it just came to my head when you were talking about like the little things and they kind of like add up. He talks about that as well. Like these little habits, they, they compound each other. Mm-hmm. Keep you doing it, you know, and doing it. And then you kind of look back and it's like, oh, I look at all like, like that I've done, you know, like you don't right. set this goal. And like, once I hit this goal, like I've, you know, I've achieved it like kind of the same thing. Like you don't just dive in and like, say I did it. Like it's all yeah. these little things that are able to like build up. And then I don't know, then you're like so much farther than you ever thought you would be just by taking those little steps. Yeah. And I, that happens all the time. I think for every entrepreneur is we forget how far we've actually already come. Right. Like I sit and think about, you know, when I have my bad days, because every entrepreneur does, um, you know, like I'm not where I want to be and I didn't make this much money last year and I, you know, didn't get this many clients that I'd hoped to get. But I mean, four years ago, I didn't even know that my business could even exist. Um, so, and, and same for podcasting. I have clients who like once they get a year or two into it, they forget how overwhelming it was in the beginning to even think about starting one. And now here they are like talking about, you know, trying to grow their audience and their downloads and like all these different things that they can do with their show. And I'm like, do you like, remember where you were? Um, because we constantly forget what we have already accomplished. And I think a almost daily reminder of that, which my coach actually, she has what, what we call it like a smile file. Mm, How cute. Um, Yeah. And so it's like screenshots or anything that just kind of like boosts you on a bad day and reminds you how far you've come and like how skilled you actually are, how respected you actually are. Um, And so that has actually been a really valuable tool for me in terms of just kind of like keeping my head in the right space. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause I mean, we don't have like coworkers. We don't have a boss. We don't have anybody telling us like, Oh, that what you did last week. Like that was fantastic. You know? Yeah. we have to yeah, kind of, we have to be our own cheerleader. Yeah, exactly. And that can be hard because I find myself being not more negative, but it's almost like, well, why didn't you do that better? You know, or yeah. why didn't you do this? Like, well, and I think that's just part of having that entrepreneurial spirit and mindset is like we constantly are trying to push ourselves to like right. the next thing we want to do more, accomplish more. We want to grow things. Um, and so, yeah, we tend to focus on what we haven't done and where we want to go rather than what we've already accomplished. Yeah, totally. Well, yay. Let's uh, we have champagne. Toast what we did, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, awesome. We're down to your, um, like the last little bit, like your five favorites. So what's your favorite book? My favorite book and the one that honestly kind of started this all, I read it 
shortly before I listened to that very first podcast, and it's called The Art of Nonconformity by Chris Gillibo. Ooh, I have not heard of that. Yeah, I so travel is like my main passion in life. Mm-hmm. It is my dream to be a digital nomad, like travel the world, not have a home. My husband is the exact opposite, so we have to compromise. <laughs> um, but Chris Gillibo has been to like every country in the world, and he helps people just kind of like break out and realize like they don't have to, you know, go to college and get a degree and go into the nine to five and have a family and, you know, become a soccer mom. Again, not that there's anything wrong with any of that, if that's what you actually want. Right. But there are people who don't want that and that's okay. And that was the first book that kind of really helped me realize that like, I'm not broken. There are other people who feel this way. Um, and just reading it, he literally took the thoughts right out of my head. And it was the catalyst that made me start to really, really, really look for a way out of corporate. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. It's funny. Cause like, so I, my husband homeschools our children and I work. Mm-hmm. And so, and I work remotely, you know, I work yeah. people all around the country. Like we could go wherever he's the one that wants to travel. And I'm like, I'm going to be in a home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the exact opposite, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm going to look at that. Like I'm going to look at that book. It sounds awesome. Um, what's your favorite drink? So, I actually don't know that I really have one. I was looking at this ahead of time and I was honestly trying to think. And to be perfectly honest, and as boring as this sounds, it's not even like an alcoholic drink. It's not even anything fancy. Honestly, like Coca-Cola, I'm legit addicted to it. Yeah, no, it's it's anything. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. People have said water. People have said like lemonade. Like, Yeah, so I, I, I'm one of those weird people. Like I hate water, like truly hate it. It's so disgusting. Um, and so like whenever I am so thirsty, nothing quenches my thirst, like a nice cold Coke. And I totally sound like a 1950s commercial right now. Um, but it's true. And I've, I've actually had to like cut back on it because I think it gives me heartburn. So that's super fun. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, yeah. I had heartburn like last weekend. I haven't had it in years, but we had like a ridiculously heavy dinner, but anyway, sorry. TMI, but, um, I used to be like addicted to Dr. Pepper. Like that yeah. was my thing. And the, that's the same thing. Like I hated water at that time. Like I, I don't know, but now I like love water and I don't drink Dr. Pepper. So I could yeah, see. I, I so wish I could. I've tried like hate. all the flavor packets and all that right. stuff. And I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like nothing's really the same. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? So I have a few different things, honestly. It depends on my mood, but for the most part, I kind of just love to Netflix and chill as cliche as that sounds. Like I have, I mean, when I was younger, I used to want to be an actress. So like, I've always been really into like TV shows and movies and stuff. And so, um, just like on the couch with my husband, you know, snuggled up next to each other or like play fighting, which is what we do constantly because we're like little children and we can't stop tormenting each other. Um, and we've got our two dogs next to us and we just watch like some of our, our favorite, like lighthearted comedy shows can pretty much just about like take me out of, of any kind of funk I'm in. And then of course we live here in Colorado. So we have the mountains, um, and getting out and going camping or just getting out for a drive in the mountains also just does wonders and like allows me to feel like I can, you know, finally breathe again after a stressful time. Yeah, totally. Well, and like you said earlier, you know, like, I feel like, you know, I'm the same way. Like I like to put Netflix on or Hulu or whatever and just like zone out. Cause I can't mm-hmm. really stop thinking about work either. Yeah. So like, that's my way to like not have to think about anything. Yeah. It's a distraction. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really have to like, so some shows like, okay. So everybody recommends like, this is us. And like, I totally oh, no. like, to, like 
get involved with it, but I'm like, I, emotionally, I just can't do that right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I am so 100% there with you. I've never watched it. And that's why it's kind of like, I have enough emotional stuff going on. <laughs> I don't, I don't need that too. And Game of Thrones also. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I have not done these that either. people so mad or like crying because of that. I'm like, no, I just want my show to like feel good. I just right. feel good when I'm watching it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, give me a Hallmark movie. I don't have to get like that invested. You know, right? it, like, it makes me not think. Yeah. My husband will constantly like suggest like these really intense shows. And I'm like, no, my brain cannot handle that right, right now. I don't want to have to think for the next hour. <laughs> yes. I know too. Like my husband's into like documentaries and I'm like, can yeah. you watch a rerun of Arrested Development, please? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. funny. Okay. Well, that leads into like my next one too. Like what's your favorite thing to watch? Like, is it on Netflix or where? Like what? what's um, So because I am totally obsessed, I have like a thousand favorite things, um, which I know I just said, I don't like things that are intense, but I am completely obsessed with Outlander. Um, oh, I've heard of that. But again, I have not. Yeah, I haven't. It's intense. It really, really is. Like I have to be in the right mood for it, but I do love it. Um, but as far as like my favorite go-to shows, pretty much anything Mike sure does, I am good. Um, so he, he's done The Office, The Good Place, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all of those shows I so freaking love. Um, Arrested Development is one of our go-tos as well. <laughs> no, it's like so classic. I love it. It is. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, any, any of those just kind of like sitcom-y um, shows that have a running plot line though. That's the thing. Like it can't just yeah. be like a one-off show. Like I've got to have like be invested in the characters also and like actually care about them. Yeah, totally. Uh, and so like recently to my daughter, she's nine, she started watching Full House, like the original yeah. ones. And I'm just like, yep. oh, I could watch this too. Like, yeah, Uncle Jesse does not look like he's 25, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like that kind of happens with everybody though. So the OC is another show that like it came out when I was in high school. Yes. So I was like the target mm-hmm. audience. Um, and Me those, too. those people are definitely like in their late twenties, right. <laughs> not teenagers. Exactly. I know. <laughs> like, what are y'all trying to do? We're not that dumb. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> funny. Um, all right. So last one, where's your favorite place to go? You said you like to travel and everything. I cannot wait to hear your answer on this one. Cause I have sadly never been out of the U S don't judge me, but I haven't. I would never judge you. There's, I know so many people that are, that are like that. Um, I, I love to take like multi-week or multi-month trips, um, which is interesting when I have a husband at home, but it is what it is. He just has to get over it. Right. No, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, and so my two favorite places are actually tied. So all of Scotland, I am mm. so in love with Scotland. Um, and then Paris, France is my other, my other favorite place. I've been there twice now. Um, we went for our honeymoon the first time and I fell in love and I actually just went back last fall and was happy to report that it, it still is as amazing as it was back then. Um, so those are my two absolute favorite places I've ever been to, but honestly, like even the places I haven't necessarily enjoyed so much, um, which surprisingly is Bali, there's still things about it that I love. Um, and there are still things that make it such a, an amazing trip. Um, so it's, no travel is bad in my right. mind, um, but those two are my favorites. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Cause I know like, so we travel through the U S like a lot, like we mm-hmm. have a transit van, we go camping, we go back and awesome. to Louisiana and like, even just like the little micro kind of cultures, you know, my kids are like, Oh, yeah. this is so cool. Like, why do we do this? Or why are they doing like this? And so like, our hope is to like internationally travel at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cause it just seems like it, I mean, literally it opens up a whole new world really. It does. It does. And so that's like Bali. I spent a month there and that's my least favorite place I've ever traveled to. But 
I will say that like the people there are so unbelievably nice. Mm. Um, and just like learning about their religion and their customs and seeing mm. how they do things was really, really, really special. That's awesome. Yeah. I've heard amazing things about Bali. It looks really, it looks pretty. So it um, does. It, it looks really <laughs> great in videos and pictures, but when you get there, it's a whole other story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot of like, poverty, uh, I guess is what I would Oh, well, yeah, there's like, they just don't really have like a trash system in place. Uh-huh. Um, so like you're eating at a restaurant and right next to you is just this like giant mound of trash. Um, and there are like rats everywhere. Um, and an unbelievable stray dog population. And I am like a huge Aww. dog person. Um, and like, they're not well see. taken. Yeah. They're not well taken care of it. Like I would see upwards of like 50 to 60 stray dogs a day. Oh my God. Um, and a lot of the restaurants are like open air. So you have stray dogs just like coming up to you, sitting and staring at you while you're eating your food. It was really, 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 really hard. Um, oh, yeah. So it's sad. not anywhere I ever want to go back to. Right. But there are still some incredibly special things about it. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe on to like a brighter topic. Um, right. so <laughs> where can everybody find you? Like what's your website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I am, uh, podcasting for coaches everywhere. So it's podcasting for coaches.com on Instagram, on Facebook, Brittany at podcasting for coaches.com is my email and it's B R I T A N Y only one T. Thanks a lot. Uh, Brittany Spears and every other Brittany in the world for making it difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's pretty easy to find me wherever. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put all that in the podcast notes. Um, uh, this has been such a fun conversation. Like, thank you yeah. for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I am, I'm just so thrilled to have been able to talk to you and I can't wait to stay connected. Yes, me too. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing backslash services to learn more.